This morning, my title is Walls or Promises? Now you decide. Walls or Promises? Let's pray. Heaven, I thank you for this, this presence that we have encountered, that we have been in, that we have worshipped in. And Lord, as we hear the word this morning, I want to pray, Lord, that it would not only equip us, Lord, but it would also challenge us, Lord. It would challenge us into a relationship and a realm of you, Lord, that we, we desire and that we want to pursue, Lord. But I want to thank you that we do not do it alone. I want to thank you that you equip us, that you enable us, that you support us, that you help us, and that you strengthen us through all the things that you call us to do. And Lord, I pray, Lord, as... As we have this time together, Lord, this morning, I want to thank you. I want to pray that we would not become settled or take for granted what you have given us, Lord, but we would be thankful. And Lord, I am truly thankful this morning. Amen. Amen. Last week we heard the sermon from Quay and uh, anything, anything, yeah, thank you. Uh, no, I'm not going to sing. No, 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 definitely not. But it was a real confirmation for me as, as I thought about this, this morning's word. It's funny, Rosie and I preach probably about a month apart from each other, and we rarely talk about what's... Well, no, we do talk about stuff, but we rarely talk about what our sermon's going to be about. And about three weeks ago, Rosie said to me, have you chosen your, your subject? I said, oh, yeah, yeah I've, yeah, I've got it, I've got it. She said, what is it? And as I said it, her face was like... Just nothing. It was like, are you serious? I said, yeah. She said, you can't. You can't preach that. I said, no, I can. <laughs> I'm going to. She said, no, you can't. Listen, that, that's, my, that's my topic for the sermon. I said, well, I'm first, so you're going to have to change yours. She said, you can't because I've already sent mine to Megan. And at that point, I knew that I hadn't sent mine to Megan. So I thought, don't, I'm going to have to change mine. So three weeks' time is a real good one because I've given her all my notes. I haven't really... But as I, as I came away thinking, what am I going to preach about? This story from the Bible came to mind straight away. So you can probably tell from the, from the title, Walls or Promises, it's the walls of Jericho and of Joshua. And uh, to give you a bit of background, Joshua is leading the Israelites. He's taken over from Moses and he has followed God obediently through his, through his um, leadership. And he has been promised the land of Jericho by God. So we're going to pick up in Joshua 6, and I've kind of chopped about a bit, otherwise I'll be here all morning reading. But chapter 6, verses 1 to 5, 15 and 16, and then verse 20. So it says this. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. It's king and it's strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When, the, when you hear the priest give one last long blast of the ram's horns, have all your people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse. And the people can charge straight into the town. Verse 15. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up 
at dawn and marched around the town as they had, been, as they had done before. But this time they went round the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long last blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Verse 20. When the people heard the shout, the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. And suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites charged straight into the captured straight into and captured the town. It's funny, isn't it? It's at Sunday school, and this is probably my you know, naive, I just didn't get the right end of the story. But I imagined Jericho to be a huge town, a city. And don't get me wrong, it was, had high walls. They used to race chariots around the top, so you can imagine like a two-meter-wide wall and um, between four and 13 meters tall at points. It was a big wall. But we read in Joshua that the army was 40,000 strong of Israelites. And we, I've, I've found out that actually 40,000 strong is the population of Ely, Soham, Littleport, Streatham, and we'll chuck Little Thetford in there as well. <laughs> now, if you imagine that as a mass of people, that is a big army. And we read that Jericho's gates were tightly shut. They were scared. They realized that actually there was, there was news about the Israelites, that they were powerful people. Not only were they powerful in strength, but they had a God on their side. And Jericho wasn't a 10 football pitches in size. So 40,000 people walking around a wall of about 10 football pitches, they were a, a mass of people. And they walked around it each day. But this mass of people at some point must have thought, we are big in number. This is a relatively small town. Let's just do it our way. Let's just take it. I wonder if after day four, when they got back to camp, and they were like, you know, my feet are tired. We've been walking around. We've done this day after day after day. And we've got to do it another three days or four days. And then we've got to do it seven times. And then we've got to wait for them. They must have thought, we are big, strong warriors. We can do this our way. But Joshua led them in a way that was God's way. I wonder what would have happened if they'd have done it their way. I wonder if people would have lost their lives. Maybe they wouldn't have even taken the city or the town. But they did it God's way. And then we've got the promise. I love this. Before they've even started, God made a promise. I have given you Jericho. Who here has had promises from God? Or who has promises from God? Yep. God is a promise-keeping God. And if you don't know that for yourself yet, know it. God has made a promise and he will keep his promise. Yeah? But maybe you feel like you're walking around them walls. Maybe you feel like you're going round and round and round. The same thing, doing the same action, saying the same things. And God's saying, I promised you this. Keep doing it. Keep walking. I was reminded this week by a guy I met just through a social um, enterprise thing. And he's a Christian, and he actually asked the, the lady who was um, running things in the group. And she said, yeah, this guy Tom. So he uh, emailed me, and we met us up. 
And he started to ask you a question. I said, okay, I hate that. <laughs> when you meet to talk work and someone asks you a, a Christian question, because you're kind of thinking, what's my answer going to be? Is it going to agree with him? We don't know each other. Is it going to be okay? And he said, why is it when people become Christians, they feel like they're superheroes? Because they've chosen God. I'm thinking, okay, I definitely don't feel like a superhero at the moment. He said, why is it when people become a Christian and they feel like they've chosen God, they feel over God? And it made me think, because I'd already like prepared some of this, thinking, yeah, why is that? Why is that some people go about their life thinking, because they chose God, they can choose God's path? Yeah? If we choose to follow God, why is it that some people think, you know, I can go about my life doing the little bits without God's interaction because I chose him? Well, the truth is, he chose you. He formed. Before the world was created, he chose you. So if you think, you know, I'm in authority over God because I've chosen him, you got it totally wrong. And thankfully, he agreed with me, so it was fine. We, we could carry on having lunch and chatting. But as Joshua walked around these, these walls and his army, they had a promise. They had a promise and they had an action to fulfill that promise. And you know what? They probably questioned. They probably questioned a lot. And Joshua as a leader probably had questions he couldn't answer. But I was thinking about who else in Scripture has had a promise to fulfill and had actions and, and a walk to, to enable it but has questioned God. And you know what? Salvation was the exact thing that came to mind. Christ, even as God formed, had a purpose, had a mission, had a promise of salvation for us. Eternity with us in heaven. A relationship. He didn't have to walk around a wall particularly, but he had to walk on earth. He obeyed his Father. He performed miracles. And his promise was fulfilled with the breaking of a wall as a curtain. That curtain in the temple tore from top to bottom. It was six feet wide. It was almost as wide as the walls of Jericho. And it was torn from top to bottom, meaning that God in the Holy of Holies could be with man in the temple. This relationship, this promise was fulfilled by a breaking of the walls. What did Joshua and and Jesus have in common? They could have done it their own way. Jesus was God. There's no reason why Jesus particularly had to go on the cross. He could have in the garden when he asked, when he pleaded with God, is there any other way? He could have thought, actually, yeah, there is. I, you know, I'm God. I can call down angels. I could take over take over Rome. I could tell them all who and what I am. And they'd have to believe me because, you know. But God had a purpose, had a direction had a calling for Jesus like he did with Joshua. In obedience, he completed the promise. So in his possibility of doing it himself, God performed the impossible. In the possibility of Joshua and the Israelites taking over Jericho, God performed the impossible. Your promises that you have may be impossibilities, if that's such a word. I think it is. Who in their life has impossible things that only God can move in? Yeah? Impossible things. Who in their life has possible things 
Yeah? How many of us will hold our hands up and say, I will give God my possible things so he can do the impossible things? I really, really was kind of, see, hang on a minute. In my possible things, how much of my possible things am I giving to God? Because there are things that I think I can do on my own. And actually the truth is, if I gave them to God, it would be so much easier. be so much easier. But then some of us like to have the scars of doing it our own way. You know, like action man. You know, I did that. I conquered that. I've enabled that. But the truth is, if you did it God's way, it may have not had a scar. It may not have hurt other people. It may not have cost you. There's a, there's a scripture in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11. And I'm going to read it in two versions. Um, it says, Go to the Lord for help and worship him continually. And then it amplified, it says, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually, longing to be in his presence. I don't believe that as they walked around their walls and they blew the trumpet, their act of worship brought their walls down. They physically did what they were told, but at the end, they worshipped. I truly believe this morning's um, time of worship was almost like that breaking of walls. You know, we've, we've, done, we've been obedient. We've gone round and round, it feels like. But today we worshipped. Today we could sing. We could raise our voice. And I don't know about you, I felt something this morning that I haven't felt for months. I want to read another passage from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy comes before Joshua. And it's Moses writing this. And it says, Now therefore... Sorry, know therefore that the Lord your God is God. We sang some songs this morning. I thought, these lyrics are literally my preach. You know, I could just sit down there. We could just carry on singing. That wouldn't have bothered me at all. Know that God, the Lord is your God, is God. He is the faithful God. Faithful. He's reliable keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. These promises people put their hands up for, and I believe there's probably more, but people don't want to raise their hands. And sorry, if you're online listening to this, raise your hand up in the comments, because I believe you've got, you've got um, promises too. But God wants to enable you to fulfill those promises with him, his strength, his faithfulness, his power, Make the impossible possible by giving God your possibilities. We live in a in a in a day where actually there are so many things that we we know and we feel that we can we can take for ourselves. I was thinking through my life and um I'm, there's 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 parts of my life that I'll share them this morning. And it's, it's raw. So I left school wanting to be a children's nurse. 
And I went to university because I felt that was what, you know, was meant to happen. And I had my whole heart set on this. And my whole, from GCSEs to um, BTEC to university, I had it all planned out. At the end of the first year, I got my letter to say that I'd failed. And I remember phoning Rosie. We were dating at the time. And I said, I failed. I failed what God wanted me to do. What I thought God wanted me to do. I but do you know what? That path, that walking around the walls, has enabled every position I've been in, from leaving university to my first job to where I am today, all stems from that experience. We were looking for a house, and we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, well, didn't have hardly any money. And we went to the bank and we said, look, we've got this for a deposit. How much mortgage can we get? And they kind of laughed at us, didn't they? And they said, uh, yeah, you could probably get about 65000 I was thinking, 65000 that's not going to get me a shed. Because I like my sheds, so it's going to be a big shed. No. And we went back and we, we prayed about it. And God gave us our house. He did. Our house was on the market for 120000 And I remember, I remember finding it on Rightmove and Santa Rosa, this would be our perfect house. It's got a massive garden, but we could only borrow. And someone provided the deposit for us. And we went back to the bank with, with a, a bigger lump of money, and they said, no, the, the most we can give you now is 86000 And do you know what? We offered 86000 for that house. And we got it. We got it. God gave us something that we we wanted. He promised for us. I'm going to cry. But you know what? In our lives, we have possibilities. We could have bought a, a, a flat, a small house. But we gave it to God. We said, look, God, we need you to work at this. And he did the impossible. He did the impossible. I'd like to ask the band to come back up. And I'd like us all to stand. And if you're honest, because I believe this is us as a church, not just who's in the building. And I'm going to ask you again, and I'm just going to say, if you've got an impossibility, I'd like to raise your hand. And if you have a possibility, I'd like to raise the hand. And as we do this, we're going to say, God, I'm going to give you the possibility, because I know I cannot do the impossible. And as a church, we are lifting our hands to say, God, we as a church cannot do the impossible. At times we struggle to do the possible. But it is God's power, God's spirit, God's presence, God's promises that enable those walls to come down. And I don't know what your impossibilities are, and I haven't had massive impossibilities. But whether it's work, whether it's finances, it's relationships, whether it's your home, whether it's your family, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, 
need to give it to God. You need to say, God, I cannot do these impossible things because they are beyond my possibility. But also, how many of us are willing to say, God, the things I can sort out, the money I have got, the family I do know love you, the places I go, the work I do, I give you that too. Because unless we're willing to give God, and I challenge you on this, whether we are willing to give God our possibilities, we will not accomplish and see the fulfillment of the impossibilities. They are not our promises. We do not speak wisdom over our own lives. God who created the heavens and the earth gives us those. They are his promises for us. They are his promises for you. accepting and realizing that we were chosen we did not choose him I want to challenge us this morning as we stand there with our hands up to say father God we are no nothing we are nobody except who we are through you You have enabled, equipped, and empowered and strengthened us in all that we do. It's it's the last verse in Deuteronomy. I want to pray this over us. Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Yeah? Louise, be strong and courageous. Jamie, know that you are strong and courageous. God loves you. Lorraine, be strong and courageous because he is king. Liz and Andy, know that you are strong because God loves you. love to go right around the room now and say to you all God loves you he truly does he wants to make you strong courageous and listen to this do not be afraid or tremble Michael do not be afraid you are strong in the eyes of the God who made you who loves you says for it is the Lord your God who goes with you and I love this last bit he will not fail or abandon he will not fail or abandon you because he is a God who has made you who has loved you from before the first ever day. And these promises he has for you are fulfillment, are from his resources, are from a heavenly place. And I'd like to say, looking through Joshua, that Joshua learned his lesson and that he continued to walk hand in hand with God and he conquered everything. But you know what the next battle he came up against? did it his way 
and men lost their lives and he went against what God had said and what, uh, what had been promised of him, to him. But God didn't leave him. God didn't abandon him. God didn't forget him. God didn't... Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for this place and this time that we can be together and we can worship you. But Father God, I pray that as we go from here, we would go with, a, with an awareness and with a, with a power that you have given to fulfill your promises, Lord, that we would have obedient hearts Lord, that long and desire the fulfillment of you. And Lord, through our walk and through our relationship, we would give you everything. It's quite said last, last week. Anything. We give you anything and everything because you, Father, have everything. And Lord, I pray here right now, Lord, for people, whether they're here in the building or listening online, Lord, that they would know Father God, they would know the presence of your power, Lord. Lord, that we would see fulfillment of your promises, Lord. That we as a church would have things like like Jericho that people will talk about in years and years and years to come. Not only because it was possible, Lord, but because you did the impossible. And Father, as we as we sing this last piece, Lord, I want to thank you that. Lord, I want to thank you that it is my testimony. Because you have worked through me. And Lord, I pray for a fresh awareness, Lord, of your love, of your grace, of your forgiveness. And Lord, these walls that we you know, envisaged in our minds, Lord, they might be things that are out of our control. Walls that we put up that are our doing. Maybe it's self-doubt. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's, you know, prioritizing something else. Father God, I pray you would break those walls. Lord, that this would be a moment in time. the fulfillment of your promises. Amen. Amen. Wow, church, that. You can't beat that, can you? You can't beat that because that is God in action there this morning. Is God in action there this morning? So just to top it up this morning, church, I just I just wanted to just lift those hands. Father, we just trust you for miracles today, for a testimony today, Jesus. You are the God of testimonies. You give testimonies even in the most difficult and the most impossible of situations. With our hands lifted up, Lord, is in total surrender and submission to you that you are the God 
that gives miracle. And we hold on to that word. Amen. Amen, church. Are you ready this morning? Are you ready this morning? Somebody's not saying anything this morning. Are you ready this morning? I can't sing the song alone. We cannot sing the song alone. So I just want you to stand your hands together. Come on. We're expecting a testimony from the Lord this morning. Come on. Yeah, 